wake up. It's the Sleep Unplugged Podcast, episode 82, Exploding Head Syndrome, Exploding in the Night. Welcome everyone to the Sleep Unplugged Podcast. My name is Chris Winter. I'm a neurologist and sleep specialist and your host for this special episode of the podcast. I'll get to why it's special in a moment and why it's really exciting to me, both as a topic and also an experiment. If you're new to the Sleep Unplugged podcast, welcome. If you're a veteran, welcome back. Happy to have you. Really great feedback from last week's episode on loneliness and social isolation. I wanted to come back with a very different episode this week. And I think exploding uh, exploding head syndrome is the topic to do it. I was at a dinner in Orlando. Actually, I was at a lecture in a dinner in Orlando and was talking to a nurse practitioner in sleep named Elizabeth. Give a shout out to Elizabeth, who actually is co-owner of Epic Comics in Orlando, Florida. If you need a place for your comic book needs, Epic Comics in Orlando is the place to go. And she's and we were talking about the catathrenia episode of the podcast which was episode 30, and just how remarkably successful that specific episode has been out of the 80-plus episodes we've done. And she said, I'll bet exploding head syndrome would be similar to that. So, Elizabeth, we're putting your theory to the test and talking about exploding head syndrome tonight. Comments, corrections, criticism. Well, first, if you want to get in touch with the podcast, you can DM me, DR Chris Winner, Instagram, DR Chris Winner, Twitter, DR Chris Winner, Threads, TikTok, Blue Sky. Wanted to read a couple very nice comments from some of our listeners about last week's show on social isolation and loneliness. Bevital Health Center wrote, thank you for discussing this very important topic. Leanne Mora wrote, love this episode, added this information into my insomnia education class. I also encourage folks to listen to your podcast. Thanks for covering such great topics around sleep. Thank you, Leanne. Even got a, even got a message from uh, a young woman who said, hey, Chris, I stumbled upon your podcast in the Netherlands. And I've always been extremely interested in the topic of sleep. The way you explain and tell things is informative and at the same time fun to listen to. I couldn't resist asking, but do you happen to have family in the Netherlands, Amsterdam area? Kindest regards, uh, Laura. And, and Laura, I think we're related. I think that we are kin for sure. And we were kind of communicating back and forth on Twitter and seem to maybe have identified some relatives uh, that sort of came from the area that is now Germany. So yeah, it's when I say the Sleep Unplugged podcast is a family, it literally might be in this case. So thank you very much, everybody, for reaching out. I really appreciate you listening to the show, spreading the word in this country and afar. So the music this week is from U2, which I can't believe we're on episode 82 and haven't done a U2 song, although I'm sure there was many that we could have done. Always 
love the song in God's country sleep comes like a drug that should have been the name for the podcast we did about sleep and medications but this was from the song angel of harlem stars exploding in the night which was off of u2's i guess you would call it their sixth studio album well it's kind of a hybrid rattle and hum was the follow-up to joshua tree it was released in december of 1988 and was really sort of music that came out of the tour that u2 did for joshua tree which was their sort of trying to find the real America and trying to find the real American music. I think David Bowie did the same thing with young Americans. And so YouTube comes to the United States and they're touring. And while they're playing off the songs of Joshua tree, they're also kind of recording new music. So for the most part, rattle and hum is all new music. And it was really successful desire, which was the biggest single off that album was one of their top singles. I think ever up until that point, love comes to town. All I want is you. And then Angel of Harlem, which is actually a song about Billie Holiday. And my wife and I got into an argument one time at this song because we were like, we have Spotify playing and on like a long car trip. And you know, I, I was looking through and I saw oh, Angel of Harlem. And I pushed that song and we listened to it. And she said, oh, she said, I really don't like this song a whole lot. And what does it even mean? I'm like, what does it mean? It's, you know, you two and Bono are coming to the United States for the first time on this tour. They hop into their limousine, which they've kind of famously said they had never had this kind of level of attention before. So they get into the the limousine in, in LaGuardia, or JFK. They they touch down in JFK and they the limousine drivers listen to WBLK or uh, uh, BL, oh, WBLS and a Billie Holiday songs on there. And so that's what the song's all about. They're coming to America and kind of experiencing all this for the first time. There's references to Miles Davis and Harlem. And I just, I like the song rattle and hum was kind of panned by the critics. And then when they actually saw the movie rattle and hum, it was kind of like this ego tour de force of, of Bono thinking he's sort of the second coming. Uh, when you watch it back, it, it has elements of spinal tap for sure. But I, I like it. I mean, I think Hawk Moon is an amazing song. God Part Two, which was interesting because last week our song was Isolation off of John Lennon, John Lennon Plastic Ono Band. Another song on that album, on the B side of the album, was God. I think it's the penultimate song of the album. God Part 2 on Rattle and Hum was a response to God, which is a really interesting back and forth if you play those two songs. So I think Angel of Harlem's a great song, great album. We'll add it to the Spotify playlist of songs that we've talked about and move on with Exploding Head Syndrome. So we've talked about parasomnias before on this podcast. And one of them was from episode 30, Catathrenia. So when I was talking to Elizabeth this week in Orlando, an amazing nurse practitioner in sleep, who's with Dr. Varma in Orlando. So if you're in Orlando and you need good sleep care, man, you've got some great options up there with Dr. Varma and, and Elizabeth. They're taking good care of patients all over the place. So we did the Catathrenia episode and really tapped into a very underdiagnosed, poorly understood, seldom talked about topic called catathrenia. That's where you moan in your sleep and drive people crazy. And I've told listeners on this podcast that I have catathrenia from time to time. I do not 
have exploding head syndrome. So exploding head syndrome, I think of as a, as a parasomnia in that same vein, relatively benign, not really talked about. Lots of people seem to have it, but unlike parasomnias like catathrenia, the individual is very aware of it. I'm not really aware of my catathrenia. Every now and then during a dream, I kind of feel like I catch myself making a sound as I wake up. Like in my dream, I'm trying to communicate something to somebody. You know, don't go there. It's dangerous there. But I kind of wake up and I'm not saying anything. I'm just kind of going, mm, you know, making sounds, whatever. That's very rare. Generally, I have no idea I'm even doing it. Exploding head syndrome is very different. The individual is keenly aware that they're doing it. So what is exploding head syndrome? So exploding head syndrome is what's characterized as being as a benign parasomnia where an individual is suddenly awakened during the night by a loud sound while they're asleep. I had one patient describe it to me, think of the thickest, heaviest spring you can imagine. And somehow you had the strength to bend it really far back. You know, those things that weightlifters used to use, like they would bend the bar and like build their chest and pectoral muscles. Um, think of that thing. You bend it, bend it, bend it, and then you let go. It makes that kind of, you know, it's not an exploding sound, but kind of like a boing sound, you know, kind of loud and sudden. That's how this individual described it. People describe it as being sort of explosion, lightning-like flashes of sounds, bombs going off. And it's really, really scary and leads to an abrupt awakening. These events generally happen in that transient period between wakefulness and sleep. So as you're transitioning into sleep, that's when it's likely to happen. So the idea that it's not real might be more difficult to sort of bring in in the sense that you're sitting there watching the TV show and you're getting ready to nod off and it happens. So there isn't this feeling of, you know, fell asleep at seven o'clock and at midnight you woke up with that loud sound. The sound generally lasts less than a second. It is a very quick sound and a very quick phenomenon. Occasionally, these sounds can be accompanied by a flash of light and almost invariably some sort of patient distress, although it really isn't related to any kind of pain whatsoever. So again, explosions, gunshots, thunderbolt, bent spring, um, the events can happen in isolation or people can have them be recurrent. So obviously the biggest problem with these things is that they're very frightening and the individual awakens completely unaware that this is benign. So what you often get, unlike the catathrenia, are individuals who are seeking help. I mean, there are patients who go directly to the emergency room, and I imagine those are some really interesting ER visits. What can I help you with? I I, I woke up and suddenly I'd heard this th you know explosion in my head, or you know, well, are you okay? Well, yeah. Is anything hurt? No. So it's so concerning and so scary that despite no real obvious injury, people seek help. They'll tell doctors they think they've had a heart attack, they think they've had a stroke or a brain hemorrhage, 
So there's a lot, often a lot of panic that goes along with it, but nothing objectively wrong with these individuals. So because of this strangeness, because of, okay, you go to the emergency room and at the end you're like, oh my God, I just you know went there and clearly nothing's wrong with me. There is a sort of level of disbelief, a level of embarrassment that goes along with it. And because a lot of healthcare providers aren't intimately aware of this condition, a lot of misdiagnosis and missed opportunities to sort of help people relax about the situation. So that's what exploding head syndrome is. And my guess is people hearing this episode are going to write the show and say, oh my God, Chris, I have that condition. So that's the hope. The hope is that if we can get some great information out there about exploding head syndrome, that there are people out there who are going to say, look, I've been dealing with this for a long time. Nobody's ever been able to put a name to it. You know, thank you so much. So exploding head syndrome has a very interesting history. It was first described in medical literature in about 1876. There was a neurologist, Silas Weir Mitchell, and he reported a case study of two patients who experienced the nocturnal sensation of loud sounds he described as sensory shocks. Despite earlier descriptions and case reports of exploding head syndrome, it was not classified as a sleep disorder until 2005. What's really fascinating is that a lot of people argue and say this 1876 reporting of, of exploding head syndrome was not the first reported case. That Rene Descartes, the father of modern mathematics and philosophy, in 1619 was in the army and i guess he was stationed somewhere it was very cold he went into this little place and built a fire and got it all warmed up and fell asleep and apparently had three dreams and in these dreams whole you know philosophies came to him this he's the i think therefore i am and he famously i believe god i'm really on the edge here of, of remembering things. I feel like he communicated, there was some connection with that and Freud or the in dream interpretation, but the thought that the second dream, because it was accompanied by a thunderbolt, which he, he described, there was actually a thought that the second dream Descartes had was, uh, was, um, exploding a phenomenon of, of, of exploding head syndrome, which is really fascinating to me. So I, I might be getting some of that that wrong. So please um, let's let's fact check that if we can. And when you look at the demographics of the individuals who get exploding head syndrome, there was a 2014 study that said that basically male it, it's a female predominant, but not by a lot. It's 1.5 to one. So for you know three women, you're going to get one man kind of thing. Um, the median onset is 54, although that's really come into question with more recent research, looking at you know college age populations and things of that nature. It can happen once a day, once a week. It's a very variable sort of amount of time. The patients that I talk to have it. Generally, it does repeat in their lifetime, although I've certainly had individuals who there's it's an isolated event. And when you talk to people about it, the thing they all describe is the loud, sudden, scary noise. 
There's always fear that goes along with it and often a flash of light. There was a 2021 study in the Journal of Sleep Research called Exploding Head Syndrome, Chronotype, Parasomnias, and Mental Health in Young Adults. This was actually a study from Limerick, Ireland, where they looked at 135 young adults. And in that study, so Limerick, Ireland, literally Limerick, where the Limerick comes from, uh, there once was a syndrome quite bizarre where heads would explode near and far. In the dead of night, a loud pop took its flight. Exploding heads left folks ajar. So that's a limerick. That's where it came from. And that limerick is courtesy of ChatGPT. I've never used ChatGPT in my life. But as I was researching that, I looked at it and thought, limerick Ireland, that's interesting. I wonder if ChatGPT could write a, lyric, a limerick quickly about exploding head syndrome, and by God, it did. So there you are. Something nobody asked for, but you got. So in this study, 135 young adults were looked at. Lifetime prevalence was 20%. And 75% of those individuals felt like they were poor sleepers. So a much higher incidence of poor sleep quality reporting in individuals with exploding head syndrome than without. So 20% is big. That is a big number. This is not 0.2%. It's one out of five people. And this is one out of five young adults. If you ask them about it, describe it to them like we are right now talking with one another here on this podcast. Theoretically, one out of five listeners on this podcast are going to say, yeah, I had that happen one time. And I'll, I'll, I'll tell you a quick story. <laughs> Several years ago, we were asleep and my wife woke me up and said, oh my God, Chris, I just heard an explosion. So I, let me back up a little bit. There have been times, as in any couple's lives, there are times where you get awakened. So something, I just heard a loud crash or I just heard a noise. So it is my job to walk out of the bedroom in my underwear at 2.30 in the morning, unarmed, and confront the intruder or the bear or the alien or whatever's going on. And I guess, I don't know, sacrifice myself or try to figure out a, you know, a way to, you know, out of the situation. So, you know, so I, I, as would happen once every now and then I was awakened one night and my wife said, Oh my God, Chris, I just heard the loudest explosion. I'm like, really? Okay. And, you know, one time I, you know, this happened, I walked around and a tree had fallen on our house. So you know, there's precedent for it being something. So I get up and, you know, got a little headlamp and looking around and, you know, I was like, I don't see anything. So I came back in the bedroom and said, sweetheart, I don't see anything. I think you've had an episode of exploding head syndrome. And I really did. As I was walking around the empty house, everything's quiet. Nothing was on fire, you know, in, in, in tatters. I thought, you know, I wonder if she might have had an, an episode of exploding head. She suddenly woke up to an explosion, really fearful. I mean, she was pretty freaked out. Um, so anyway, we got back in bed, or I got back in bed and said, I think there's nothing going on here. I think you've had an episode of exploding head syndrome. And I think I was probably back to sleep in 30 seconds. She was not. So if we, we look at her situation I get back in bed. I'm immediately asleep. I pat her on the head. I mansplain some exploding head syndrome and go right back to sleep. 
And she's like, screw this. And she gets up and starts looking around. And I don't know how much longer it was later. She like is smacking me on the head. Wake up. I'm like, what? What? She said, go in your closet. So I walked into my closet. It looked like a bomb had gone off in my closet. So the house we have in Virginia, so we have this, you know, our master bedroom, and there's a you know, big closet that comes off of her bedroom. And then if you go into the bathroom of the the bedroom, there's a little closet off the bathroom. It's like, that's my closet. It's like the little, the little house attendant's closet, the, the little house elf's closet. We were just at Harry Potter world. Like you've got that closet. I got the little house elf closet. So I go into the house elf closet. It is collapsed. I mean, it is a complete disaster. Everything had fallen. Every time I go out and do work for sports teams, they always give me, and we've talked about this before, you know, a sweatshirt and a hoodie and some shorts and some athletic pants and a couple thousand t-shirts. And I guess I'd gotten one athletic hoodie too many and the whole thing just fell to pieces. So I got to rebuild the house elf's closet and I rebuilt it really nicely. And I said to my wife, I said, I kind of feel badly like your closets, you know, kind of these weird little shelves. Now I've got this like, you know, it's almost like a banana Republic when you walk into it. So I feel bad. I said, do you want my closet? And I'll take yours. And you can have the nice closet. She's like, no, why don't you just make my closet nice like yours? So that was, that was my punishment for telling her that she had exploding head syndrome. One night. So, so 20% of people in the Limerick study, we've gone a little far afield here and, and it gets, it gets better. So there was a 2015 study in the Journal of Sleep Research um, from a guy looking at undergraduate students in Washington State. 18% of those students had exploding head syndrome when you ask them. So again, about, about 20%. 2019 study of 199 female undergraduates. This was 37% hit rate on... Um, uh, this was a 37% hit rate for um, exploding head syndrome. Again, those were all women. Then there was another international study of 1,683 young people ages eight, I'm sorry, all ages 18 to 82, 29.59%, so almost 30%. And so we, we can't think of this as, as rare. This is rare because we're not asking people about it and we're not talking about it. You know, if we could get that put into a sitcom or something that was really popular, if Taylor Swift could do a song about exploding head syndrome, which it seems like she could do, my guess is it would be an unbelievable damn break kind of situation of people coming out of the woodwork and saying, oh my God, that's what I have. So other places you can also find them. I also found an interesting study from 2023 showing that people who were seeking help for tinnitus, tinnitus, you know, where you get ringing in your ear and hyperscusis, people who are sensitive to loud sounds. And I've seen patients in my neurology clinic who are like, I can't hear loud, I can't be around loud sounds or they're wearing, you know, earplugs in public, just, you know, noise really bothers them. People with headache disorders can sometimes experience that as well too that there was a higher number of people in that clinic population with exploding head syndrome that you would see outside of, I think it was something like 8%. Also people who are looking for help with panic attacks and anxiety, there was also a higher number of those individuals as well too. So what exactly is causing 
exploding head syndrome? The short answer is nobody really knows. There was an interesting study from 2020 where a guy wrote a case report, I think about himself, where he said, look, I'd had numerous cardiac arrests and was diagnosed with six sinus syndrome. And I had a ton of episodes of exploding head syndrome. When I got my pacemaker for the exploding head syndrome, it all went away. So that kind of led to the idea that could this, th there'd be some sort of cardiac etiology going along with this, that even though these individuals are going and getting evaluated and everything's benign, could there be some sort of underlying, you know, little arrhythmia that might've happened that, you know, came and went maybe, who knows? Uh, the second etiology is epilepsy. And there have been case studies looking at individuals in epilepsy monitoring units. There was a neurodiagnostic journal from 2017 uh, article called Exploding Head Syndrome, the Epilepsy Monitoring Unit, Case Report and Literature Review. So there was an individual in there who was being evaluated and, and had an episode of you know, exploding head syndrome with epileptiform uh, connections with that. So the thought that you know, this could be some sort of a seizure phenomenon, which to me makes sense. It seems like a brain phenomenon, a brain sensory abnormality. And so um, that would make sense to me too. And then it's also been linked to things like sleep apnea and even more recently, central hyperventilation hypopneas. Um, there was an article in the Annals of American Thoracic Society by two guys that I know, a guy named Eric Davis and Mark Quigg. Mark Quigg was a neurologist at the University of Virginia. Eric Davis is a pulmonologist there, and they wrote an article about a case of exploding head syndrome in an individual with central hypoventilatory hypopnea. And then the last one I would put in there is Lewy body dementia that there has been case reports of individuals as they're developing Lewy body dementia, showing signs of, of exploding head syndrome. And we've talked about individuals moving towards Parkinson's disease, having REM behavior disorder. This may be sort of part and parcel of kind of the same thing, that as the brain is deteriorating, the brain is creating phenomena that simply aren't there. Treatments there have been several reported, and these are all kind of case reports, so there's no real great definitive treatment. Tricyclic antidepressants, uh, clomipramine is, is one of them, uh, imipramine, uh, amitriptyline are three tricyclics that I've seen reports about people trying and having varying success. Topiramate or Topamax is an anti-seizure, anti-migraine medication that's often used for things of this nature. Defetapine's a calcium channel blocker, carbamazepine or Tegretol is an anti-seizure medication. And then there's another drug called Clobazam, uh, which is a drug that's often used in young people for Lennox Gastaut seizures. There's also a new study about transcranial magnetic stimulation that there may be some promise uh, in terms of that. Speaking of transcranial magnetic stimulation, uh, Deb Stoltz is a very good friend of mine in West Virginia who treats a lot of individuals with sleep disorders and narcolepsy who also does transcranial magnetic stimulation. She just wrote a book called Wake Up Sleepyhead about narcolepsy. I haven't read it yet, but she just sent it to me. I'm going to give a shout out to Deb. Congratulations uh, for getting your book in print. And I'm sure it'll be an amazing tool for people with narcolepsy and sleep disturbances. So that's it. So before we go, I've got, and, and I know you want it one more 
limerick about exploding head syndrome. But before I give it to you, if you want to get in touch with the show, DR Chris Winter Instagram, DR Chris Winter Twitter, TikTok, Blue Skies Threads. My books are The Sleep Solution, Why Your Sleep's Broken, How to Fix It, as well as The Rested Child, Why You're Tired, Wired, Irritable Child May Have a Sleep Disorder and How to Help. We have a YouTube channel. We upload the videos of all of our podcasts. We also have two playlists on Spotify. They're called Sleep Unplugged. Uh, volume one, Sleep Unplugged, volume two, all the music that we talk about, including Angel of Harlem are on that podcast. So I'm going to close the show with one final limerick about exploding head syndrome written by ChatGPT. In dreams, heads would burst with a bang, exploding syndrome's wild harangue. No need for alarm. Just a mind's false alarm, a lighthearted pop in dreamland spring. Thanks for listening to the podcast. Until next week, sleep well.